Welcome to the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinnie Rock Podcast. What up, what up, what up? It's the Vinnie Rock Podcast, 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 podcast. What's up? Yo, so before we start, I got my boy James Cameron on here. He is a expert in, in it's pretty much crisis management and also active shooter um, management. He's been doing this for years. He's highly, highly experienced. He has a book on this. And, you know, he's the guy I went to to say, hey, so... All this stuff going on in the world right now, it's a little crazy. How would you prepare your family? And he came up with some good stuff. I want to share that with you guys who are curious on how you can protect your family, how you can be prepared for the worst-case scenario, because really, that's all we're doing here. We're getting ready for the worst-case scenario and hoping for the best, and that's kind of how I take things in my life. It might sound crazy, but that's just who I am. Either way, let's go to the sponsors real quick. Core Medical Group right now is doing amazing deals for you guys that are struggling, who want to get their blood work done, who who want to get uh, involved in the program, but maybe before it was a little out of your price range. They're doing a $199 deal a month right now. Give them a call. Core Medical Group, $199. And I'm telling you, even if that's, I mean, hit them up. They're a fucking real company, real people, and they'll work with you. It's a weird time right now, but the worst thing you can do is not allow yourself to stay on your testosterone because of a budget. They can hit you up. They can work with you. And if you have a budget, they're the ones who can work with your budget as well. Go hit up Core Medical Group for t- testosterone replacement therapy shipped directly to your fucking house. Yes, it's the real deal. I do it myself, and I love it. And I, t- I tell you what, since I've been on TRT, it's changed my life straight up. Beyond Clothing, Outdoor, Expeditioning, Clothing, it's another company out there that's doing their best to stay afloat. Everyone is. It's a crazy time. This is a company that I love. Their gear is top-notch in quality. They do a lot of contracts. The government uses them. A lot of people, and I would recommend you guys check them out too. If the government uses it and it's it's good enough for the special operations community, trust me, it's good enough for you. Beyondclothing.com. Go check them out. Warfighter Tobacco. You go to warfightertobacco.com and order yourself some cigars for the house while you're on quarantine. If you're gonna be sitting there, you might as well smoke a good cigar. My favorite cigars, I'm gonna name them right here. 762 Garrison. Get that bad boy. I love it. it smokes so freaking good. And the victory, obviously, the great. I love it. The whole garrison line is my favorite. Even the whole freaking uh field line, those are great too. But I'm a 762 guy myself. That's what I smoke the most. Lead Slingers Whiskey. If you guys are interested in getting hand sanitizer in bulk, I'm talking if you're a government agency, if you have want to buy uh, several cases, Lead Slingers Whiskey is doing that now. We have already figured out how to take care of Oklahoma as much as we could and as much as they needed. Uh, we're still producing alcohol for them. Uh, well, we're still producing hand sanitizer for them, but we're able to figure out our shipping, so now we can provide it for you in bulk order. So hit up Lead Slingers Whiskey. If you're interested, do not email me. You got to email info at leadsingerswhiskey.com. And again, info at leadsingerswhiskey.com. Go check them out. Perseverance Survival, small, homegrown business. You guys got to help them out. Buy a Whoopi hoodie. Buy some Ranger panties. Do whatever you can to keep these people afloat. PerseveranceSurvival.com. They got good gear. They're home of the original Whoopi hoodie. 
Willie Pete's chocolate is the same. You guys want your chocolates? That's something I crave right now while in quarantine. Well, you might as well, instead of ordering a Snickers bar, get it from WillyPeachChocolates.com. Hit them up. Good people. I'm sponsored by Alpha Elite Supplements. I also use Alpha Elite Supplements. My promo code is Rocco15. I use the, the detox. It helps me sleep at night, which is crazy, and it also helps in your immune system, which is fucking even more crazy. I love it. I can't take pre-workout because of my heart condition, but I can take the uh, protein. I can take the, the detox and several other things. So you guys are interested in any kind of things like that, check them out. GMR Gold, right now is a really interesting time. A lot of people asking me about this. Some guy recently just picked up a, a bullion box, um, um, shipment box for, I think it's $200 a month is what he signed up for. It's a weird time, but I promise you, gold and silver ain't going nowhere, and they're staying very, very relevant. This is why I do it. I enjoy it. I collect them, and at the same time, hey, it's all worth money. It's not, it's not money wasted. It's kind of a swap, a trade for this or the that. So that's why I love it, and that's why I continue to do it. Barry Law. Barry Law. I've tried to explain this to you guys before. I know a lot of guys would be interested in this. Um, I definitely believe you guys would be happy to use this. You know, Barry Law is, you know, this podcast is, is sponsored by them. You know, Barry Law is a team of, it's a team founded by veterans for veterans. They're dedicated for service for fellow veterans in their fight for disability benefits. Going through the VA and appeal process can be a difficult one and confusing at times, but you don't have to do it alone. Visit ptsdlawyers.com slash Rocco to get a free copy of their book, The Next Battle, A Guide to Veterans Disability Claims. You guys hear it right now. If you guys didn't miss that, go right now to ptsdlawyers.com slash Rocco to get your free copy of their book called The Next Battle, A Guide to Veterans Disability Claims. Let them know I sent you shit. If you go there, you're going to get yourself a free book. It's going to give you a lot of information. I promise these guys, I've met these guys. I've hung out with these guys. They're legit. Hit them up, ptsdlawyers.com backslash Rocco. And last but not least, no easies, no player. And if you can't handle the streets, they get the hell out. That's it. We're going to get to the podcast. My boy, James Cameron. I love y'all. Be safe out there, please. Later. Word. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Vinny Rock Podcast. Um, obviously, we're going to have to do a lot of these Zooms here soon because of the quarantine situation. And I'm still working. I'm still doing work. I'm building websites right now for, for, uh, for a company here locally just to keep the lights on, you know what I'm talking about? But I uh, want to invite my boy here, James. James Cameron is military, um, pretty extensive background. And then after that, um, you went into, you started doing some contracting and now you facilitate your own contracting company and you focus a lot, like pretty heavily in the um, space of, what would you say? Um, what What is that space called? Active shooter slash... Yeah, it's, it's a it's a bit of an active shooter. It really falls under the whole case of risk management. Yeah. So when when I got done contracting, you know, the diplomatic security side of the house, uh, you come back to the states and you know you know executive protection. That's kind of what you know. And uh, did that for a few years, opened a company, and then realized uh, what's the next step. Nobody retires from executive protection, right? right. I mean, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a difficult job to get into. It's a difficult job to maintain contracts, things like that. So what's the next step? Okay. Uh, risk management, 
December was a 2015 is when I really got into the workplace violence and active shooter. That's when the San Bernardino shooting happened. And I started taking a look around and saying, well, what's out there for civilians that is easy for them to understand yet prepares them for an active shooter. We all see Department of Homeland Security, FBI, run, hide, fight, right? But nobody's yeah. talking about how do we prepare ahead of time, which yeah. hopefully mitigates it from ever right. happening. Well, it's funny. A lot of people teach on the tactical side of things, but 90% of the people out there in the civilian world are not tactical. You know what I mean? And so there's right. got to be something that's like, I would say, I always use a reference like my mom. You know what I mean? Like, Sure. What is she? What's the knowledge that she can pull from any kind of training that would be conducive to her survival in a, in a stressful situation? She's not going to put on a vest and freaking you know tap rack and, and smoke someone. She's going to run. She's going to scream. She you know, and what can she do to, to mitigate her mistakes? Right, and 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 bring more, I guess, opportunity for her to find success in a really traumatic event. And it, well, initially, you're 100% right. And initially, when I when I took a look at this, I took the tactical side out of it. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I really wanted to do was get into arguments with gunslingers on the proper techniques of entering rooms. And, yeah, and we're good at that. We're good, we're good <laughs> at shooting on each other's opinions on tactics. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. So I, I, I absolutely took the opposite approach and said, how is it that we can help individuals within an organization at right. the lowest level? Because you never know. It could be the janitor. It could be the CEO which is on the X or in that hot spot and has to, you know, take that, <laughs> those urgent steps required to live. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of the perspective that I took is how is it we can train everybody at the lowest level to be prepared for it? Yeah, and that's, a, that's important. And that's, I think a lot of people miss that, right? I think a lot of guys yeah. in our community, we, we teach our own for so long that you forget that, that there's a whole different level, another echelon lower that doesn't understand basic concepts and, and the jargon we even use can be confusing. Well, yeah. honestly, when I first started, I was <laughs> um, surprised and shocked that people didn't understand the difference between run, hide, fight. They've heard it so often, that's the order they think they do it. So yep. they think they first have to run, then they have to hide, and then they're going to have to fight. And, and to even change that mindset, look, whoa, 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 we have to talk about each scenario is different. And you may be running one moment, hiding, but you've always got to be prepared to fight because you may yeah. turn that corner when you're running and run right into somebody. Well, it's funny how training kind of trickles down and it's just like the telephone game. There's things important, important context that gets missed throughout communication throughout the years or as it trickles down to other, other agencies. I mean, I can, for my own example, uh, the border patrol, you know, the, the tactical medical side of things, they started teaching tactical medical to medics, but never teaching them the tactics that go along with it. Right. right. It was this miscommunication on like, Hey, we're going to teach them how to put on a tourniquet. We're going to stop the bleed. But I'm like, wait, that's cool. That's fine. But every basic training individual goes through basic training, learns tactics first, the basics of tactics, right? Like you don't just right. jump straight to putting on a tourniquet. You need to make sure the scene is safe, right? You need to eliminate the threat and all these things that for some reason was, was, was missed. And it happens, right? It just happens because sure. someone just what didn't have the experience, but they were trying to do the right thing by bringing in new training. And, and so, yeah, this happens all the time. And it's kind of why I wanted to bring you on here. You know, we're, we're going through this really weird time and, and I'm not a big fan of like the fear mongering or, or, or creating mass hysteria, but I do like to tell people, and I, and I did a podcast on my own talking about how like I'm at least prepared for how bad things could get because sure of the way people are handling it. Right. And, and the way things have started, like 
like the mass buying of toilet paper and water and all this stuff was a little confusing to me. Cause I'm like, that's not where I'm, my head's at, right? Like my head's right. not worry about the toilet paper. My head actually, what I did was dust off all my gear, right? I dusted off all my gear. <laughs> I loaded mags. I got my gear back into what would work for my body now. Cause I haven't worn it in about a year. You know what I mean? And my mind was like, okay, if this thing goes, you know, topsy turvy, man. Um, you know, I already think about the economic backlash that could happen for those who, who already have unstable jobs or who already live paycheck to paycheck. And I, I mean, I don't know if you notice this, but a lot of us live paycheck to paycheck, including myself. You know what sure. I mean? It's like, it, it's, it's, I think the, the, I guess the biggest thing was financial stability is now, I, me and my wife talk like, me and Chris was just like, okay we need to be smarter about how we invest our money and how we put right. money away. We kind of been like, all right, let's, let's, let's buy a new house. Let's get the kids settled. And you never expect a moment like this to happen. No. And what's happening right now. I don't think anybody really did. And, and you're right. For guys like us, the mindset is a little bit different, right? So I, I put the food and the, the toilet paper is like 75 paces back. Right. I mean, it's yeah. not even on my, it's not even on my radar, but what I did do was, yeah, you're right. I dusted off my kit. I got my wife kitted out. Uh, I gave her some of my old kit. I did the right? same dude. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge tactical store kind of person, but I went down to, you know, one of the tactical stores and I started buying functional pants um, that, that are, that are smart, you know, um, some extra pouches that maybe I didn't have before, you know, so I started doing all that. Yeah. And yes, buying ammo when I, when I saw it, I didn't hoard it. It was more of, I walked into a shop, they had a can of 500 rounds of five, five, six. I already had, you know, yeah. a couple hundred rounds, but I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to grab well, some. You some, know, on our, in our mindset, we know like you can't hoard ammo cause you got to carry the ammo. <laughs> <laughs> most people don't think like that, right? Like most people don't think like, right. wait a minute, if I have to carry it, yeah. is that even feasible, dude? You know, but. Right. And, exactly. and also, and, and, and also guys like us, we are much more efficient with our ammo. So you don't need yeah. to have, right. you know, 10,000 rounds on us. You know, if I've got, I do have a full basic kit loadout. Don't get me wrong. Oh, However, saying. Yeah. Right. But that's going to go a long way. I'm not going to dump a mag into one dude. Yeah. I have a you know, bug out not- bag, right. With extra ammo. Right. I have, right. I have these, this one bag that's just specific for ammo. Right. I have my daughter's loaded bags just so they knew how to load mags because I look, I don't want yep. them. They don't need to really learn, learn how to shoot. It's not, we don't have enough time, but we do have enough time. Load that mag for dad to keep doing his thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like these little yes. basic things that most of the world probably didn't think of and probably look at us like we're crazy. Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, I feel- we're the, we're the ones that won't be starving either, though. Right. It's like, look, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight to food. I can create food. I can do all this stuff. Right. You know, but like what I have to make sure I do is secure my family, right? Secure the right. safety of my family. And, and you know, you know there's, a, there's a pretty solid Mormon community around me and they're all very good people. And I'm not LDS, but I have a really good relationship with them. And I've been working with some of them and teaching them some home defense stuff. And mm-hmm. just, just, just for the hell of it, I mean, we're a community in, in the end, right? Like this little community is probably sure. going to safeguard itself. And yeah. all the houses that back to me, to me in my head, I'm like, okay, this is a good fighting position as long as we all know what we're doing here. Right. And so, so I kind of did that in my own community and, 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 and I'm still, you know, some of these guys are like, I'm not going to let this guy into my house, but I'm also just looking for, you know, locations of opportunity for them to, to get, you know, invaded or whatnot. If, if this shit goes to the worst place, my mind can take it. 
Right. And that's kind of right. Which, which honestly isn't that far off realistically. I mean, you see, you see major metropolitan police departments, they've all been geared up and ready. Uh, You know, they've been put on the highest alert for the last three weeks in preparation for, you know, I live here in Vegas when the casinos close down and board up, that's not because they want to, they want to stop the spread. That's because they're protecting their investment if, and when it goes South. Yeah. Right. So they're protect. I'd rather, you know, this is my thinking anyway, if I'm going to take a hit, I'll take it on the front end where I'm losing revenue versus taking the hit of losing my building and yeah. everything that's in it. Right. So yeah, that's, which you can end up turn around making that investment right back if you, once you get up and running again. Correct. So when, when you start seeing large organizations and police departments doing that, uh, most people aren't thinking on that level. We are, you know, yeah. fortunately, but again, not to the crazy side of it, you know, cause uh, I have to advise a lot of my clients and we've moved out of the, how do we advise the organization to how do we, how do we advise the individuals within that organization now? So there's, there's things that um, I've had to talk about with clients on conference calls that they never expected me to have to talk about at the same time. They're damn happy. I was there to be able to talk to me, bro. I mean, I had the conversation with my mom and dad. Yeah. You know, I was loading mags. I was organizing and everything's now organized. It's, you know, there's probably one day where Christy looked at me like, you, you, what the way? you know, but I said like, let me just have, let me get my peace of mind and get my side of stuff organized mm-hmm. in my head. Right. And then I was like, what a dick I am if I don't call my brothers and sisters and mom and dad and let them know where my head's at. Based on the life of experiences that we have, I felt like it's only sure. fair to tell them who probably don't think like me. And I think I scared one of my sisters and I'm like, I'm not here to scare you. I'm saying, you should have a plan if this goes south. And then my mom and dad, my mom and dad are like, you know, they're older. I'm like, hey, just remember where this might go or can go. And and you guys are the, you know, the softest targets in the area. So just be smart. Sure. My dad's like, okay. And, you know, so now my dad's prepared. My brother's prepared. Everyone's kind of prepared. And, and it's this weird thing where it's like, I almost didn't tell them because I didn't want to scare them. You know right. what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't want them pulled into my world of where my head lives because I think sometimes I've, I've been, you know what I'm saying when I say that? Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I know where my head lives. My head lives where like the world is fucking fucked up and I'm ready for this shit to go down, right? I've been right. training for this my whole life. That's but what I, I say. You know, exactly. And it's like, but I know I might be a little crazy with that because of what we've lived through and because of what we've seen, all the fucked up shit. Like now we kind of expect- But, there, but there's a difference. There, I think there's a difference between us and you, the extremes when you watch the, the prepper shows, right? I, I don't, I don't think you're a prepper. I'm not a prepper, No, but I'm, I, I'm prepared enough. Right. But I'm not, oh, I've got, you know, 75 years worth of food. Well, that's great. Cause if somebody like me is going to come take it from you, that's, well, my, that's you, my mentality. Well, in, you know, in my mentality is like all the LDS churches around me, they all prepare for, for mm-hmm. a bunch of food for years. Okay. Well, I'm a partner with them now. Cause I've teach them how to save that. You sure. know, I'll secure it for them. You know what I mean? We were a team. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where my, but yes, exactly. Like in the end of the game, it's the guy with the biggest firepower is going to take over and, and it knows how to use it. And knows how to use it. And that's the other fear right now. Right. And what I want to get to your stuff later, just right now, I just kind of want to rip on this stuff because this is awesome. Let's roll. (laughs) Dude. It's crazy because all these people now are buying guns. And I tell people all the time, the scariest motherfucker in the room is the guy with a gun who has no training that guy scares the fuck out of me. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, that guy's going to kill people accidentally. Cause he just, he has it. It's out of fear, not out of like comfort. 
So, so can I share a, a quick story on that? Please. And, and it might be, a, it, it's a little bit of a rant. No, it's fun, please. So um, I hear what you're saying on untrained people. So what I did was I took it upon myself, like you helping out the community. I put a, a notice out on, on the social media saying, hey, any new gun owners, hit me up. I'd like to put together some class, some training for you, because I understand that, you know, People aren't comfortable. They're buying it out of what they feel is need and fear, but yes. they don't know what they're doing with it. I mean, I've gone down to the gun, sh- gun shops talking to these gun owners or the gun shop owners because I have relationships with them. And like, dude, <laughs> you know, these people are fine signing up for permits for the first time. There was a there was a girl. There was like three or four girls that were walking in the gun store, Louis Vuitton, out high heels, and they're which gun should I get? And I was like, oh Jesus, <laughs> right? Oh, crap. Just get a vest. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. So, so I, I put the social media thing together and because my background, I used to be a, um, a department of state certified firearms instructor. So mm-hmm. it's not out of, Hey, James Cameron, it's hey, let's go talk rain safety. Yeah. Let's talk weapon safety. And then we'll do some engagement, some targets, nothing moving and shooting. Just, I want to see you operate and function yes. with a weapon. Right. So one, I get backlash from somebody in the community out here that does this for a living. And I'm like, look, I know you do it for a living and I'm not trying to take business away from you. But at this point in time, when people don't have jobs, it's time to yeah. give back to the community. There's an ethical thing behind this, Fid. You, you, you right. got You got to show compassion to life. Exactly yeah. right. You know, you got to, if you have like you, if you have some knowledge, give back what you can. That's yeah. that to me, that's leadership, right? Not yeah. hoarding that information. No, I've never charged for training. And as much as I sometimes want to, that's just a hole that I don't want to go around personally. Right. I just don't want to sure. get down. But like in this moment, I'm the dick if I don't offer that. Like I'm a right. dick if I don't offer that to my fucking closest neighbors. You know, the people that fucking, they right. hand me bread sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And no, I get it, man. You yes, know, it's, it was just terrible. You got a, you know? a backlash because right now everyone's hurting for money. Well, I, and I, and I get that. What really, what really, the, the, the point of this story that really pisses me off is in Nevada, you can pretty much all shoot in the desert, right? Yeah. I mean, it, the, the statute says you have to be a half mile away from a structure or main road, things like that. So I went to a spot that I shoot at all the time. Never had an issue. And I'm talking years, 10 years, never yeah. had an issue there. I'm setting up. I've got a brass bucket, trash bag. My, I've got target stands. I've got everything. You know, it's, it's not just Billy Bob out there shooting watermelons yeah. out in the fucking desert. <laughs> a damn desert park ranger comes up. I've never seen these people before ever. One, one person, one agent, she comes up, she rolls up to me. She's like, Hey, what you doing? And I tell her, I'm like free class. I give her all, I'm a, a security business owner. I'm allowed to do training, all this shit. Right. So I give it all to her. I said, Hey, here's all this. Here's my lesson plan. I actually have a physical lesson plan, my yeah. PowerPoints, everything. Right. She's like, okay, I'm just going to go uh, tell my dispatch who I'm out here with this. And you know, she goes back to the truck. She comes back out, writes me a citation for having a vehicle in the desert. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, are are you kidding me right now? I was like, and I've been told like, you know, I'm pro law enforcement, but I'm also don't, don't be a dick. Right. So I'm like, uh, you understand what I'm doing? I'm just trying to help new people. Yeah, I I know. Um, and that's why, you know, you're getting one citation. We had two cars out there. She's like, that's why I'm only giving you one citation and not citing you for the second. Cause I asked, I was like, you, you don't have to do this. Right. She's like, no, that's why I'm only giving you one citation. She starts writing and I was like, is that $210? She's like, well, there's actually a processing fee. So it's $280. I was like, Oh, <laughs> was, what the hell was wrong with that person? Yeah. I was so pissed. So we ended up moving train. Stuff. 
It's a lot. Yeah, of so free, free training ended up costing me 280 bucks. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. my rant, but uh, yeah. no, I mean, it's important to go ahead and give back to the community when you can. And uh, we had a great class. We had 15 people show up and you know, they, they walked away a lot smarter and I hope a lot safer, not that it would be something that they retain, but at least they got an initial you know, you know, they just had to have some kind of familiarity with that thing exactly. while, while, while carrying it in their household. You know what I mean? Like right. even just basics of like securing your weapon. You know what I mean? They, you didn't just, just like, honestly even had to load a magazine. I mean, there was right. one person that showed up there and the, the rounds were loaded backwards in their magazine. They couldn't figure out why I wouldn't feed. Very you know? common. So Very common. That, that, that's how broken down it had to be to them, you know, as far as everything. So. Yeah, it's It's crazy, man. And so like, you know, you've been you've been in the space now for, you know, emergency, emergency prevention and, mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, I wanted to have you on here to kind of talk about what are some things that, you know, your average family who is not like us should be doing, right? Maybe some, you know, how much food is, is important? How much training is important? How much, what, what are the things that maybe even in your household, but, you know, I would say more for the people that are untrained. I've had people ask me all the time, like, how do I get my family ready for this? Like, man, that's a big statement, you know? And, you yeah. know, I'd rather have someone like you, Ansys, who damn near does this daily for a living compared to me, who's who's a little rusty on the side of it, you know? Sure. Well, I I, uh, I did put together a a crisis management kind of a, a one-sheet information. Is it a PDF? It is a PDF. And would, it, you mind, it, it, would you mind showing me later? Can I put it on, I put it on the yeah. back end of this? Or, or are you charging for it? Whatever it is, just tell no, me. No, send the link no this is something I've been sending out to everybody. It's actually on my, I posted it on my social media platforms of LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and my Sweet. Instagram. So yeah. I, it, again, it's, it's nothing to charge. It's, I want people to be prepared. You know? right. um, and the first step really is kind of what you're getting at is that mindset, right? And that even starts with the active shooter stuff. So I always tell people the first step is mindset. You have to have the mindset that it is possible. Once we get you there, cool. Then you're going to be accepting of all the other information I give you. Because if you just don't get it, it's not going to happen. You're going to close that door and anything I say just doesn't matter. I I try and tell it to Christy, right? I tell her like, I always think of the worst thing because then I can, it's like reverse planning. Like, you can always can, dial it back. Yeah, but it can get here. Well, let me just be paired here at least. So if right. it does, I'm ready. Well, that's that's kind of where guys like us are good. I mean, there's also guys like us that aren't good because they right. don't know how to dial it back, right? right. So they're always at 10. Yeah, they, they can't live a normal life and have a, have a barbecue. <laughs> right, you know? Um, so what I did was I in, – in the other problem that especially guys in my space, they, they – we understand the acronym, keep it simple, stupid, right? Yeah. But – in their mind, what they think is simple isn't simple at the lowest level. Right. Right. So it's, it's simple in our world. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. You didn't get that. But when you're talking to a secretary, she's like, no, what are you talking about? Well, come on, you don't, yeah. You know, so you really have to think at that kind of reduce it to that level. So that's why I put out a one page. It's, it's fairly simple. Um, And again, can people sharpshoot it? Yes, because we're great at that in our industry, right? Yeah. However, there are some points in here that when, I, when I've had these conference calls with other organizations, the feedback I get is, oh my God, I never thought about that. Right. You know? So just to, to, to if you want, I'll just go down some of yeah, the checklists. Yeah, hit the list. Lists. 
So the first thing is obviously staying informed. Um, I like to tell people, stay informed, get it through multiple different channels, right? So I don't care if you're a Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, great. Those aren't the only news sources. Go out to Sky News, go out to the BBC, see how is it affecting the world, right? And and see how the world is reacting to this because that'll give you a, a sense of self of how what to expect here, right? The way it, the way it impacted Italy isn't how it impacted us. However, we're getting to that point, right? right? So that gives you a little bit more of a well-rounded. So there's so many, there's so many things of why maybe Italy was hit so hard. It is an older community, right? There is a majority, a lot of smokers, this attacks the lungs. So I started thinking on that, like there can be, it can look really bad there. And then a couple countries over, not as bad for multiple different reasons. And we have to be open-minded to understand that as well. Right? Like my wife is reading these things and goes, Oh my God, a thousand more people are infected. I'm like, yeah, yeah. How many are hospitalized? Those are the numbers we should pay attention to, right? And then how many are dying as per guys who are getting infected? Like people are reading the wrong stats and taking it as, if, and, and it's scaring them. And instead of like, let's be realistic on who's recovering and how many people are hospitalized. And those are some numbers I, I pay attention to more. Well, I, I think, the, and I don't think you'll ever get the right answer from any one particular source. But right. the question I have is when they say that a thousand new corona people or people have tested positive for Corona. Well, Corona has been around. Corona is the flu, right? So did they test positive for COVID-19 or Corona, right? And one of his variant strains. So, I mean, that's, that's getting into the weeds, but people want to sensationalize and look at the worst case scenario. And the other number is like, how many people actually tested? Oh, 20,000 people tested and 2000 popped. Well, that's something we should know too. Cause then we would be so freaked out. It's like 2000 people tested, 2000 people hit. Like then it's like, Oh shit, that is scary. Oh shit. That's a problem. So like, like there's so many levels to this that, that people have to dig deeper and not just look at face value of what media gives us. Right. And, and, and part of that, um, as far as the keeping people aware, is I always tell them to download their local news apps as well. And that'll let them know um, if, if it does go south, these things are going to start popping on their news. Yeah. Uh, you know, what hotspots or what areas uh, to be aware of, stay away from, and or, again, taking to that dark place of looting has started, where? Right. right. And, and, and now we can go into lockdown procedures at our house right. because we know it's right down the street. So just staying informed. Yeah. That's that. I want to talk about looting in a second. From, we'll, we'll circle back to looting and yeah, yeah. questions on it, but, but let's get down with your list. Continue. So, okay. Um, and I try to put these in administrative order, right? A little yeah. bit so we can think, plan that. Right. So stay informed. One thing that people miss out, Contact your insurance, your your house insurance, your homeowner's insurance, your renter's insurance. Um, I, I checked out mine and I realized that I hadn't updated my my policy coverage in quite a while. So as we get down this planning phase and yeah. shit goes south and you have to leave, if your mm-hmm. place gets looted, are you going to be covered on the back end? You can't Good file idea. insurance. You, you can't update that once it's been done, right? So this is more of an administrative thing. Hey, just yeah. call your insurance and, and say, hey, what's my renter's policy? What's my homeowner policy? Um, things like it's that. It's great. I have a rental and I need to do that myself because if this dude just decides to up and leave, man, yeah. Okay. Did you hear that? Right. I think we cut like out. I said, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. That you, but I, I did the same thing. I mean, I had minimal coverage on my house and I realized, shit, I got a lot more stuff now than I did when I first signed up. Yeah. So let's go ahead and up that. And it was only a difference of like 20 bucks extra a month for, you know, a hundred thousand dollars coverage worth is versus 20,000. Right? Peace of mind, man. Yeah. So the, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Um, I, I advise people take advantage of the deferments if you can, 
king, cash will be king, right? Yep. You don't have a whole lot of cash. So if you can defer those credit cards, go for it. If you can defer those utilities. Um, and this was this was actually foreshadowing before government started saying, hey, look, there's a moratorium. We're not shutting off anything. So yep. this is kind of still forward thinking. But still, if you don't contact your credit card company or anything like that, keep that cash. Um, cash is king. Don't defer those bills if you can, right? Yep. And, and if you want to. Uh, at the end of the day, you still have to pay those bills. Yeah. But defer maybe a percentage of it. Yeah. You, yeah. You're not going to have free money in the end of the month or two months. You know, you're going to have to pay those back. Exactly. So defer what you can. And then on the flip side of that, keep some cash with you. We keep about, uh, keep whatever you can on you, yeah. right? A couple hundred dollars in lower denominational notes, something that could be easily uh, spent. If you have, if you keep $500 in cash on the side and it's all hundreds, good luck, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, so you need some, some gas, you can pay off twenties. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and keep that amongst yourselves. So I don't carry all of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, the missus has a, a, a share. I have a share. Um, uh, conduct a personal inventory of your stuff, right? Do you have what you need for a, a, a decent amount of time? What's a decent amount of time? Who knows? Right. Um, I, I try to tell my family, replace what you've got. So if I, if we, if we have chicken tonight for dinner, um, we may go out tomorrow and replace that. Yeah. Right. So we're, we're, we're at a constant. We're not saying putting ourselves in a hole. We're ordering food. Uh, that too. We're doing the ordering the food. We're ordering it twice a week because you know, it's a big family here, dude. So we eat breakfast, we eat this. And so as soon as I see like milk is half order milk for tomorrow. We'll get it tomorrow. By the ten, ended by tomorrow, that milk's gone. We're replenished. And yeah, hundred percent. It's at this kind of comfortable. And there's sometimes, bro, they don't have shit. And so I'm like, right. okay, whenever they do, we're gonna need double on that one because, right. you know. And so yeah, it's this thing is trying to always keep replenished. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, when we go to the shop and um, we may have eggs, we may have eggs now and then uh, a dozen eggs in the outside refrigerator, but uh, you know, something to replace. Let's go ahead and grab it. We've got it's here. Right. Not, I need to buy 10 cases of it, but ah, we're just, we're just replenishing. Right. Yeah. Um, so keeping that, keeping that inventory of, of what do you have? And that includes any medication, things like that, that you may need. Um, I, I don't, I, I got, I'm with you. I don't know what the whole run on the toilet paper was. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, have a plan to harden your spot, right. Harden your place, uh, nice. get with your neighbors, uh, talk to your neighbors, I think on my block, I'm probably the only one with guns. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, but my neighborhood, I'm inside of a neighborhood. So yeah. to get to us, it's going to pop off everywhere else before they mm-hmm. even get to us, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, have a, have an idea of what are you going to do to harden your own space? And if you can't, because again, this is for a diverse conversation, right? If you can't have a space to go to, you know, have yeah. families, have somewhere to go to the, of like-minded individuals that their safety in numbers, right? Yeah. So ha- have that. Now, circling back to your supplies, we have a set of supplies, again, not massively hoarded, but we have a, a, a set of supplies that if we need to go, we're taking these big black bins, we're putting them in the car, and they're already pre-staged with water, not a whole bunch of water, just you know, just there's nothing wrong with the tap water. You know, there's nothing wrong with the tap water. Critical yeah. infrastructure is still running. So the run on the water, no big deal. But it's just, you know, some water, canned food, and some other stuff that we that we uh, yeah. have set M- aside. MREs. Like, oh, it's almost like camping gear. Is what, what well, no, no, we, yeah, that's what we got. I mean, yeah. we bought the, the camping plates and forks yeah. and, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, fairly inexpensive because 
obviously things are tight right now, but you can yeah. also put aside all the extra crap you have in your house. If you've got extra plastic cups, throw them in there, yep. dig them out later. Once this is all over, put them back, you know, but just set stuff aside that is easy to grab and go Yeah. Um, with that. If part of your plan is to leave, be realistic. You can't take your whole house. Yeah. So have that stuff. And that's what people kind of lose sight of is being realistic. And then they realize, well, I bought 75 packs of toilet paper. I can't get them all in the car. Well, yeah. No shit. Yeah. Right? So prioritize and, and let's, let's organize this stuff. And, and what is it we need to take with us? Have that as much pre-staged as possible. And that way we can get up and go. I mean, for me, I have a Ford Explorer. I've got two dogs, kid, wife. I needed to buy an extra thing for the top of the car. Right. Yeah. I went, I went down and I bought a cheap one. That's 18 cubic feet of additional space. Yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, we have, we have a plan for, you know, we have a plan for if we have to leave, um, you know, we have a location and it's really just grab your bug out gear and let's get there. And, and yeah, once we're there, we're fine. It's just, we just got to get there. If, if, if the worst yeah. case you know, happens, right. But at the most, I'm going to, f- I want my home. I'm going to hold in my home as long as I possibly can until it feels no, like. No, I am too. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, and that's the way I am too, but we still have stuff set aside. And also part of that stuff that's set aside that if you do hunker down at your house, you still have stuff that you can munch on and eat, um, you know, while the zombie apocalypse comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, again, just not, just understanding you're not going to pick up your whole house. Um, the, the last thing in a, in a true story on this one is the last thing I did put on here um, is guns and ammunition, right? Because who's going to protect, who's going to be there to protect you? We already see one, they're letting out criminals. Two, they're not, the police, I like to use. Yeah, they're not arresting uh, anybody, dude. No. And I like to use two examples. The the Rodney King LA riots, how quick that spiraled out of control and was uncontrollable. I was in LA. I was little right. and I, my dad had to go to work and we were crying because the firefighter just got shot. You know, people are looting. I mean, it was nuts, dude. And and that didn't get under control until the National Guard and 7th ID came down. And that's only one part of one city. Yeah. You know, and then, oh, and they oh, didn't have this, and they didn't have, they didn't have social media back then. So when it happens, no. it's going to, I like to think of, we're sitting right now in the fumes of gasoline. Yeah. All it takes is one spark and the whole thing's going to fucking erupt. And so my question exactly that, like, look, if it comes to looting, what are the areas of risk first when it comes to looting? Right. Like, like, is it your lower income communities that are going to happen? Is it your, is it your wealthier communities? Is it going to be more just like the shops and so, like, where, where's the highest risk in your opinion um, of, of who's going to get looted? Like, doesn't it, 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 I mean, if we go off of, the LA riots, it was, everyone started um, rioting businesses, taking TVs, remote Mm -hmm. controls, Jordans, liquor. And like, those are the two, those are the two things that I talk about first is I always say when looting happens, it's going to be liquor and shoes. Yeah. And and unfortunately that is the trend. It it doesn't, they don't loot necessity. They loot excessive, right? So how hard is it going to be to get into that Best Buy for those TVs? It doesn't matter because Walmart's right next door right. and I'm going to run over that $10 an hour security guard and it's going to, it's going to migrate from yeah. spot to spot. So yeah, I think Which really it makes no sense, man. Uh, it, 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 but it never does. I mean, that's like, no, an yeah, LA, right. you, you look in LA, you burn down your own city. Great. You have to live here. 
You yeah, know? it was really weird. It was really, and they were, they were just beating up people driving by. He was just pulling them out of cars and punching them because they were because they were white or they were black or they were. Yeah, they, Reginald they, Denny was one of them. Yeah, Reginald Denny got, got he yeah ruined, destroyed him for life. He well, that's that, 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 that that's when I reflect back onto uh, that great movie Thirteen Hours when they try to pull him out of the car and. He's yeah. met with a pistol to the face because that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. You know, but if you don't have a pistol, you don't have anything to protect yourself. You're not going to stop. Drive as fast as you can. Yeah. You know, and, and that's it. And that's part of that mindset of you have to realize, you know, and, and this, this, this kind of does go a little bit extreme, but for guys like you and I, and I don't know if you've done it, uh, disable your airbags. If you hit somebody, if you hit somebody, what happens to that car? Airbag goes off and the vehicle shuts off. Never thought of that. Holy smokes. Great. Right. So, um, yeah, because eventually your, your, your vehicle is going to be what helps you get to from point A to point B. Correct. As quickly as you humanly possible. Right. So all um, those driving courses going to pay off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it it is one of those true stories that we, we, um, from a life lesson, you know, we were in Afghanistan and, um, we were driving around in brand new, uh, Toyota Land Rovers and a a V-bid went off and it tripped one of the fucking vehicles and the vehicle was dead. Like we, we were pretty close to the X. We couldn't leave because one vehicle was, was down hard and there was nothing we could do about it because our, our uh, mechanic people didn't disable that function. Oh so my it, goodness. it thought it was in an accident vehicle shut off all electrical, everything fucking killed it. And we were screwed. So we had to cross load and then torch, you know, a $200,000 vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Lesson. So, learned. I mean, but, uh, but, th- but that's a lesson learned that we can transition into this. Yeah. If you do hit somebody or you hit something in your vehicle to escape, your airbag is going to go off and your vehicles going to be down. Yeah. Right. You so, know, it's just think about looting. I think, I think you're going to have like all the, all the businesses are going to get looted first. You know, if it, if it happens and I'm, I'm just in my head when I'm getting prepared for it, it's like all the businesses fine. They're all going to get looted, which is stupid. And, 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 you know, that's going to happen. I think, you know, the last case scenario is going to be the houses, right? It's going to be homes. People won't start coming into homes until you start really needing shit. And that's what we have to get. You know, that's what I, I in think, my head. I think those are the areas of opportunity. Like um, I try telling um, a family member of mine, fairly liberal, uh, and lives in a gated community. I live in a gated community. And I said, um, you're kind of on the next, you're on that, that, that chain of events, right? Because yeah. I'm not going to go loot, um, section eight apartments. What do they got? Nothing. Right. Chances are they're my friends that's going with me. Right. So where are we going to go to? We, people know where the higher end homes are. Right. Yeah. Upper and, middle, and, middle class upper, uh, and, uh, you know, middle class and, uh, and the upper class. Right. So they see these homes, they figure you've got something. Um, And and when it does become part of necessity, you've got something that I need, right? I'm not going to your house for Jordans. I'm going to your house for canned food. I'm going to see. Yeah. For oats, oats and guns. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You know, so yeah, I mean, I think uh, that is a fairly next level kind of scenario. You're not going to go into those necessarily those track homes that are I mean, they may, I mean, we've, we've seen an uptick here in a lot of vehicle robberies um, really? and a lot of, a lot of car break-ins. Are they just uh, taking whatever they can find? Yeah. I mean, they're just an area of opportunity knowing that no police are being reported. It's no, no cops are coming, right? There's nobody coming to stop any of this. Um, and then out in Vegas, the big thing it used to be, I don't know if that's what they're breaking in for now. Uh, a lot of people keep guns in their cars. So people break into the car looking for any kind mm. of gun that, that may be stored in there. Yeah, no, the so, gun should be on you. 
it should 100%. But I've known people that keep guns in their glove box. You know, I had a buddy that drove a yeah. nice Mercedes AMG, always kept a, a gun in the glove box. I'm like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's the <it's> strange. <laughs> well, know, damn, but. man. Well, dude, so your book uh, that you have out on Amazon. Oh, is- yep. What is that called? It's called uh, uh, Active Shooter Workplace uh, Violence Preparedness. It's under the acronym of PACE. Again, when I wrote the program, we're military, right? So we love acronyms. Yep. So I broke it down as simple as possible. Uh, uh, PACE stands for prepare. What is it we can prepare ahead of time? That's everything from mindset to understanding situational awareness. you know, I, I hate when you hear on the news, oh, just got to be situational aware, but that's, they're not explaining it to the lowest person, right? What does that mean? Yeah. So in the book, it explains, you know, um, situational awareness and things. Then the act part, that's where we talk about run, hide, fight, your decision mm-hmm. that you want to live, not give up. We all understand that, right? You don't give up. You're, I'm going to chew your face off before, you know, you kill me as much as I can, right? Um, so we, we talked about that in the act. The, the piece that I acted, uh, that I put in here, which I think is still kind of tip of the spear, if I can be bold enough to say that, is uh, we put in a care portion. Everyone says, talk, you know, oh, we got to provide first aid, but nobody explains how do we do that. So my course, I can actually issue bleeding control certificates to everybody that goes to my class. Oh, that's great. And we talk about the basics, uh, tourniquets, uh, pressure bandages, and how to um, pack a wound, right? Because those are the three main life-saving things that we can do pre-hospital. We don't get into uh, nasal pharyngeals. We don't get into tension hemothorax. Yeah, no, They're not going to understand any of that. You just need to stop the bleeding, man. Stop the bleeding. Exactly. So we 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 threw this in into our in our training at the get go. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 2015 when I started, that was one of the first things that really set us apart. Um, is the medical, and we talk about alternatives. You know, using we met a tie. around 2015, 2016, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Right around there. Yeah, dude. If you ever yeah. do another class after all this craziness, if you ever do another class, I'd love to come help with the medical side. Yeah, that'd be, you know, awesome. Um, and then the last, the last part is the evacuate, those evacuation considerations, you know, um, I, I try to tell people in an organization, look, if you're safe, stay safe, police will find you, Yeah. right? You don't know what you're running into. You hear a lull of gunfire, he could be reloading, grabbing other guns. You, you don't know what's happening. So if you run around the corner thinking it's over and you could be running right into that person. Yeah. Uh, and then what do you, you know, so, and, and what to expect when the police come, you know, you're a big guy, you border patrol, if you were arrived on a scene and people come running at you, you know, worst case scenario could happen, or I'm going to, you're going to grab me, throw me on the ground. You don't know who I am, right. you know, and having to explain that to these people and like, well, I'm just a janitor. Great. I don't give a shit. I don't know who you are. Right. You know, and for my safety and for your, for your safety, I'm putting you flat down on the ground and I'm, you know, we're handling it. So just letting, you know, kind of. Spelling it out from A to Z, right? From yeah. what can you do to prepare all the way through the evacuation? And really, a lot of that stuff's kind of come play now, you know, getting prepared. Um, yeah, that's exactly. That a lot of it is, is getting prepared now. Um, yep. And so you're, you're also finished up your second book, and then when that'll come out when? Oh, I got that bad boy right here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, this one, you know, when I started doing the, when I started doing the book, um, I w- I kind of threw the kitchen sink at it. Right. And yeah. then you kind of have to go, well, you know, we need to really separate this stuff out. So the second book is from the organizational aspect and I frame it of, look, we have the emotional side where we want to save life. That's a given, right? We, we don't want people to perish. We want to save lives, but we got to put that other hat on from an organizational standpoint. What's the liability, right? How is it going to affect us long-term if something was to happen? 
So again, taking through the same processes as an organization, what can you do to prepare? Do you have workplace violence? Do you have critical um, crisis management plans? Do you have this, that, and the other? Um, And talking through that, what's the legal ramification? I discuss all the legal liabilities that they're going to be held to in court um, as far as wrongful death, uh, you know, just a whole slew of uh, reasons they're going to get sued and lose a lot of money. Um, And then I talk them through the process of program management and project management and explaining the difference. Project management would be, we don't have a program right now. We're going to get a program up and going. That's where the project stops. And then the program starts where we maintain, right? We we implement the plan. We assess the plan. uh, We make sure it still fits our model, make sure everything is still legit. If not, we circle back and uh, readjust and re-implement. Um, cool. And so that's that's not something at an individual level needs to know, but that's something that at the decision-making level, they need to understand that. Yeah, corporate, level 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 mindset. yeah corporate right. levels need to know this stuff. Right. Oh, it's great, man. I appreciate you giving us all the info. Uh, do me a favor, email me that PDF. I love to upload it with this whenever sure. I do. And I should it be uploading it in a couple of days or so. Um, sure. Man, thanks for just put, dropping some knowledge for people. I want to make sure I brought in someone that had the experience and, and someone who's been doing it like day to day, not just me who's just in my head doing it. And um, I appreciate it. You know, you want to tell people where they can find you on your website and, and also download us on their own if they wanted to? Yeah, sure. Um, so my website is scg-lv.com. Stands for uh, Security Concepts Group Las Vegas. Uh, you can reach me at J Cameron, J-C-A-M-E-R-O-N at scg-lv.com. I'm here to answer as many questions or any questions as possible. Again, I'm here for community. Uh, It's all about giving back as much as you can. Um, The more, if if people can take one thing away or they get multiple things, great, you know? Yeah, Um, I'll make sure you add it. us know it all. On the iTunes one, I'll add all your information if you want and so people can find you. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. In the meantime, bro, take care of yourself and, um, you know, dude, take, I, I, I know, I know your family's in good hands. So we're doing our best, bro. We're trying to get them ready. That's, that's <laughs> it, man. That's it, brother. All right. Bro. All right. We'll talk soon then. 